Thank you for listening and subscribing to the Brilliance Security Podcast. Hello, my name is Steve Bocut, and I am an editor for Brilliance Security Magazine. Brilliance is an online digital publication dedicated to the security industry. Our mission, and thus our name, is to illuminate the intersection of physical and cybersecurity. We cover both of these security domains by publishing original content about threats, hacks, products, and security strategies. We hope you will enjoy this podcast and visit us at brilliancesecuritymagazine.com. Welcome to the Brilliance Security Magazine podcast. Thank you for joining us today. We appreciate your listening. Today, we will be talking with Nir Geist, founder and CTO of Neutron, and we will be discussing leakware. We'll learn what it is and how it differs from ransomware. Nir is a senior information security expert, ethical hacker, and all-around gifted individual. He started programming at age six. About that time, I think I was learning to tie my shoes. And he began his studies at the Israeli Technion University at age 10. Nir holds significant cybersecurity experience after serving as a security consultant to some of the largest Israeli organizations, such as the Israeli police, the Israeli parliament, and Microsoft's Israeli branch. He has vast experience in penetrating networks for risk management purposes, as well as deep knowledge in security breaches and unknown threats. Welcome, Nir. Thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you very much. It's a pleasure to be here uh, these crazy days and yeah. talk to you. <laughs> well, we appreciate you taking time out of your busy schedule to spend some time with us and our listeners today. So before we get into Leakware specifically, Nir, maybe you could take just a couple of moments and talk to us about Neutron, a little bit about the company, its history, and what it does. Absolutely. Thank you uh, for, for that. So uh, Neutron, Neutron is, uh, uh, is an endpoint security company that unlike, you know, so many other endpoint security companies is doing something that is, uh, we love to call it the opposite of most endpoint security companies. It doesn't mean that we hack your computer instead of protecting it. It just, oh, good. Uh, it's just a, a really completely different approach. Um, uh, so to be, to be very, very short, I'd say that while so many security companies for so many decades uh, were trying to enumerate all badness in the world. We realized that bad is infinite and good is actually finite. And that's the cool part of it. Instead of trying to map all threats and all attack vectors and techniques, uh, we simply map all the right ways to do things on a computer, uh, but not the right ways uh, for you or for me. We, we really found out something really, really cool is that all of us are using the computer kind of the same way, although we are doing different things. The way to delete a file or to create a file or to send and receive data are essentially the same. And we actually mapped all the right ways to do these things. Uh, it's, it's kind of a GPS for your computer to make sure that you get from point A to B in a way that makes sense. Uh, and it's, it's really the opposite in a way of what everyone else is doing uh, because we are completely agnostic of any bad things. We only focus on the good things. So that's so, why, yeah. Does it make sense to use the term like whitelisting behavior? So you, you, you create a white list of, of acceptable behavior. Does that make sense to even use that term to describe what yeah, you do? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. We, we've whitelisted all the OS legitimate behavior. So when, when I say whitelisting, people frequently thinking about 
application-wide listing. And that's why we don't want people to think because good applications are infinite, uh, same as bad applications. What we've mapped is the, uh, is the legitimate behavior of your computer, of your operating system. And these things do not really change. You know, when so many bad guys invent new ways to hack every day, no one really invents new ways to do legitimate things. And that was, uh, that's really the cool part of, of, of what we're doing, the powerful part of it. Wow, that is fascinating. Thank All right, you. so let's, let's talk about Leakware specifically. Um, tell us what that is. Not everyone may be familiar with that term. Um, we, many of us probably have an idea of what that is, but if you could kind of define that for us and then talk about how that's related to ransomware, how it's different from ransomware and how it is, uh, I think is the term that it's, it's ransomware's more devastating cousin. So in a, in a leak where there is a ransom too, so, so it's not really uh, um, uh, something completely different, just the incentive for you to pay is a little bit different. Uh, you know, when, uh, when, when hackers uh, try to encrypt your data and, 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 and want you to pay, basically they, they rely on the assumption that you want your data back. So that's why, that's why you will pay. Um, but then they found out that there is, there is uh, another approach that might cause you, uh, you know, a good enough incentive to pay if not having your data back is not, uh, uh, is not enough, then maybe, you know, releasing your data to the public will be a bigger incentive. So we steal your data. And if you don't want this data to go, to go public, uh, even if you don't care of not having it back, you know, uh, still, you, you may want to want to pay so you won't get public and uh, this is this is uh, apparently um, might be in many cases even 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 worse to many organizations when I talk to different CISOs uh, we always ask these CISOs what's their worst nightmare and I was pretty surprised when I talked to uh, a CISO of a giant uh, healthcare provider I asked him what's your worst nightmare and what I imagined is um, you know, someone hack into the, uh, you know, some, some, some operation room and, and mess up with some medical devices, but apparently really the, the, the privacy of, of, of customers, you know, is, is even more important than many other things. And uh, that's why organizations are willing to pay a lot of money uh, to, you know, to keep their data uh, at home. Interesting. So it's really just two types of attacks kind of rolled up into one. They first go in, identify sensitive data and exfiltrate that. And then they encrypt the data that you have, but they already have a copy of it. And then, and now they've got two leverages, if you will, to get you to pay. Now, and I agree, I think for many companies, the, the, the sensitive nature of the data is going to make it um, more critical to them that the data not be released. But of course, the problem with doing business with folks like this is you still have no guarantee that A or B, that they're, that they're going to decrypt the information or allow you to decrypt the information so you can have it back or not release it, even if you pay. Do you, do you have any sense of how often, what percentage, what is, the, you know, how, how often are, are when people actually make ransom payments, are they getting the data back and or um, having it not be released? So last time, last time I, I checked the overall uh, amount of, uh, you know, percentage of, of ransom being paid is, is, is almost 30%. And I think it's increasing. Um, 
And, and I, I really think it does because more and more security experts, uh, we, we tend to advise people to pay. Uh, at, at the very beginning, I was, hell no, like uh, what? I, I will never advise someone to pay. They, 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 they want me to, to help them avoid that. I mean, I'll, I'll do right. whatever I can to recover the data, to, you know, to prevent that. But at the end of the day, you realize that sometimes this is actually the best thing you can do. Uh, and, and it's going to save you a lot of money. Uh, they also price it very smartly. They, they don't ask you for, for amounts that you cannot pay. They, it's, it's very tailor-made. They will, they will choose between uh, encryption and, and leakware. Before they do that, they will not just do both. Um, and, and they price the ransom very, very smartly. So it's... Mm. it's uh, Interesting. That's really the best thing to do. So, and I know that it's be, yeah, well, I sense that it's becoming more common for people to pay the ransom. Um, and you say about 30% of the ransoms are paid. Are most of the time when, when, a, when a client pays the ransom, are they, are they getting what they're paying for? Are they getting their data back and or their data not being uh, sold on the dark net? So that's why uh, the, the, the advice of many professionals is to pay because in most cases you do get your data back. You find out that uh, it is worth the money. Unfortunately, again, of course, the best thing to do is to, to prevent that from the first place. And that's what I encourage people to pay, uh, to, to do, sorry, to, to, to do whatever they can to, to prevent it from the first place. Sure. Uh, but if you did get uh, um, infected with a ransomware leak where be it whatever it is, sometimes really you should consider paying, uh, unfortunately, uh, because you will save a lot of money. I, I think many of us heard the story of the city of Atlanta. It's one of the best examples. Mm -hmm. uh, they, got, they got infected with a ransomware. They completely refused to negotiate with, you know, with, with the terrorists. Uh, and um, and they, they ended up paying, I think it was around $17 million on recovering the data and, 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 and you know, lost of, uh, of, of revenue from, from bills or whatever. The regional ransom was 50K. Oh, my. And, <laughs> and, that's, and that's the uh, epitome of the problem, right? It's, yeah. uh, they, they priced it right. And, and, and unfortunately, sometimes it's, it is the best you can do. Yeah, interesting. And, uh, and I know there is a, a moral or an ethical question. I don't know that we'll dive into that here. But of course, there is a moral or ethical question, because if you pay, that incentivizes the bad guy to keep doing that bad behavior. And so you're not doing the next guy down the road any favors by paying. It's, it's kind of like with, with kidnapping, right? If you pay a kidnapping ransom, uh, you've just incentivized them to continue that behavior. And therefore, you've endangered somebody else. And so True. It's a tough decision to have to make. True, sure. but sometimes you pay for your mistakes. That's also a way to look at it, right? True. I mean, mm -hmm. it's, a, it's, a, it's part of life. You should strive and do whatever you can to prevent that. And you can prevent that. So mm -hmm. you are, it, it, it's your fault, unfortunately, if you need to pay the ransom. Yeah, that's so true. You have some culpability mistake. there. That's, that's true. So, exactly. uh, and, and my next, my next question was about why is the, why are the bad actors increasing their use of leakware and i think from what we've discussed so far that's pretty obvious they can just make more money right they just that the ransoms they ask for are larger because they have a bigger leverage exactly i mean it's uh, it, it's worked very well for them and uh and and the fact that people by the way uh, the, the fact that they give you the money back by the way is also um 
it's 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 also important. Uh, if they won't do that, you will not pay. So, so exactly. So, uh, so so you do get your data back in most in most cases, and and the business model works. Uh, they it's it, it became a billion a multi billion dollar industry. Yeah, well, I, I'm sure that they at this point I'm sure they have uh, PR people who are advising them that if oh, they, you, you need to build your amazed. reputation. If your reputation is you're never going to give the money the the data back, then people are going to stop paying. So they you, have the same. You will be amazed. Business. It's very organized. They have great help desk, better than 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 many other companies, legit companies. So it's uh, yeah. it's, it's 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 really working very well. So there's no reason for them to stop. And the prices are are going up a little bit, uh, but but again, uh, it, it it sounds you know when we talk about it, it sounds it sounds good, but it's really a bad thing, and you should do whatever you can to to, to prevent it. That's uh, absolutely that's what we need to remember. And and when we come back, we'll talk about just that. We'll explore some threat mitigation strategies uh, that should be used to protect against leakware. So uh, we'll be right back. Okay, thank you, Nir. Talk to us about what possible threat mitigation strategies could be used um, or should be used to protect against leakware. What could we do? So the best thing to do is to really find uh, a product that, that can stop these things. There are product that can, products that can stop these things. Uh, you need to evaluate them. You need to make sure that they are really capable of uh, of stopping uh, uh, these types of, of attacks because stopping a ransomware or a leakware, anything to do with your data, is, is it's really challenging, you know. Uh, so so I, what I advise people is, uh, although many companies will say they can stop it, test it, check it, uh, you will find out that many products that claim to be able to stop ransomware, uh, even if they did sometimes, they will actually sacrifice many files before they determine it's a ransomware. Because as I mentioned earlier uh, today, um, most security products uh, relied on, on trying to enumerate, to, to study how bad patterns look like. So they will first look at, uh, at the bad pattern. That means that some files will have to be sacrificed before they determine that this is a ransomware. Um, I mentioned Neutron as, as, a, as a company that does the opposite. We look at good patterns, we know how files should be modified, should be encrypted. And that's why in most cases, um, we, will, we will prevent even the very, very first encryption. Uh, not even a single file will get encrypted or, or leaked in our, in our case of a leakware discussion. So I advise people to really look at products and try to understand uh, their approach, evaluate that, test it. There are ways, many ways to test these things. Um, and, 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 and strive to find a product that can really stop it because there are such products. That, that is fascinating to me because I guess if you look at the um, traditional or legacy method of just um, protecting against or blocking known bad behavior, that by very definition fails at the first zero day, right? Because that's what a zero day is. It's not exactly. a known behavior. So exactly, yeah. So you need something that that will be just as effective, just as effective with a zero day than it would have been uh, with something that's been tried a million times before. Um, I like that. That's pretty interesting. All right. So um, as we wrap up here. Um, Tell us if there's anything else that, that, that our audience should know, anything that, any questions I should have asked that I didn't tell us what, uh, about leakware, ransomware, or Neutron um, that, that you think our listeners should know. 
So if you got hit with a ransomware, uh, it's uh, it's not. I mean, it's not the end of the world. The really the if if I thought at the beginning that this is game over, it's not always a game over. There are there are good chances that you can get your your data back. Uh, get get the help of someone uh, to you know to um, to solve this. Um, but really work now to prevent the next, uh, the, the next attack because it's totally possible to prevent it, not just to detect it, like many EDR companies will say, the bad guys will always get in, uh, you will get infected. So no, you can prevent the attacks, look for preventative solutions. Uh, and yeah, feel free to reach out and, and we will be happy to help with that. All right. Thank you so much, Nir. Thank you again for spending time with us today. And a big thanks to our listeners for being with us. Uh, please remember to like and subscribe if you found this podcast interesting. And join us next time for another episode of Brilliance Security Magazine podcast. Thanks for listening to this episode. Please subscribe and like this podcast. It helps us grow our audience and to be more effective in doing our part in keeping the world and the internet a safe place to be.